everybody. This is Sean Harwell. You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. This is episode 48.5. That's, man, that's a lot of episodes. Um, we're getting yeah. the decimal points. It's crazy. It's like um, thank you for many. listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the person you just heard talking uh, goes by the name Bob Simmons. But also Craig Moorhead. Uh, and uh, that's my more common name for my friends who are common. And uh, yeah, so this is our mini episode uh, where we just, we're just going to talk about a smattering of things, whatever mm-hmm. uh, tickles our fancy, you might say. Uh, if this is your first time listening, though, uh, please be forewarned that we also have much longer episodes between these mini episodes where we will talk about one movie. Uh, for the entire time, somehow. So please uh, join us for those. What was our last one, Sean? We talked about the 1961 Curtis Harrington directed and adapted film Night Tide, That's starring right. Dennis Hopper and uh, Linda Lawson, I believe, if I remember the name correctly, as a woman who thinks she might be a mermaid. And uh, the troubles that creates. Uh, in her relationship with Dennis Hopper, mm-hmm. I think we both thought it was a pretty interesting little flick. It's it not perfect. Mm-mm. It's on YouTube. Yep. Um, but we enjoyed that chat, and that was a listener suggestion. Uh, if you want to suggest a movie, and you should, because we need them. And I feel like the nice thing is about the world we live in right now, Craig, mm. um, and maybe the only nice thing, is that uh, movies are popping up all over the place. I just turned around, and there's one behind me. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Right. But it's good to have some people to sort of act as gatekeepers for that. So if you're one of those gatekeepers and you know about a movie that's available and out there, uh, let us know. We'd love to check it out. Here's something that I think we've got to talk about because, and I don't think we've ever talked about this before, actually, but uh, it, it made the news in several different ways this week, mm-hmm. and I think last week as well. And this is the issue at hand. Uh, Sony, apparently, in this being Sony Picture Studio, Mm-hmm. is uh, doing a new thing where they are releasing clean versions of some of their films as an extra uh, alongside like a digital download. So if you go buy a movie on iTunes, say, or uh, Amazon or Vudu, mm-hmm. now you may have the option to watch, say, Ghostbusters. That's on the initial list of films in a clean version. And, uh, boy, are people getting a little upset about this. Judd Apatow has some very harsh words. Mm -hmm. Uh, The DGA has spoken out against this. And I think Seth Rogen as well. You know, there's a lot of people that have longstanding deals at Sony that I guess do not like this. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. What do you think? Because I'm an, I, I will put play devil's advocate if you don't, but you go ahead and okay. kind of... What was your initial thoughts like <clears throat> reading some of this? Uh, I mean, my first thought was, okay, so, you know, you've got these filmmakers, they make a movie in their voice, you know, they successful movies that we're talking about here, um assuming that they they have made this these movies in the way that they want them made mm-hmm. and then and then it, it and then this makes it sort of seem like the studio is 
not even second guessing them just like well we want to release this we want to change what you've done and the way that you think this movie should be presented we want to change it for people who would be offended by who you are and what your movie is right so I find that really bizarre and wrong headed to begin with but then the, the, ne- all, the only thing I could think of next was well but what about when they broadcast something like uh, uh, um, uh, what was it knocked up like mm-hmm. if they broadcast that everybody knows they're going to bleep out the words and they're going to take all the offensive stuff out so they can be broadcast and so I guess it's kind of like well, well wh- what is the difference then like if if you still have to buy the original movie the way it is to get that content. I don't know. Honestly, I still do kind of have a problem with it. <laughs> but <laughs> but it seems like it's something that's already happening, as they point out, you know, for for uh, airplane viewing, which honestly, honestly, I don't know I've ever seen a movie that's been cleaned up for an airplane version. Anyway. Yeah. Regardless, saying. though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah certainly I would not like it if I made a movie and someone else decided well that's too offensive for this other audience so we're going to change it that would not be okay by me so I you know I, I gotta say you know I gotta take the filmmaker side on that what about you well you definitely stole my devil's advocate argument about the fact that yeah when when things are broadcast we're getting a clean version frequently uh obviously interrupted by commercials all the time so it's not necessarily the ideal way to watch the movie no. certainly not the original presentation right um I think I read, although I'm not seeing it right here in the article in front of me from the AV Club, that the Sony had the permission from the directors of these films that are on the initial list. And, you know, some of them, just to give you, like, examples, like Big Daddy. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, <laughs> Easy A, uh, the Ghostbusters movies, Goosebumps, Grown Ups, um, Pixels, Spider-Man, etc., etc. Uh, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, was a little surprised to see those. I think maybe some of those comedies, yeah. Um, would require the most cleaning, mm-hmm. at least as as far as the language is concerned. But I, I don't know. I scratch my head a little bit about who out there is really clamoring for a clean version of Moneyball. Right. You know, I, like I don't even remember anything offensive in Moneyball, like no. some of the language, maybe. Which I guess, if you want to show you, you know, there's this great baseball movie. I'm dying to show my 14 year old kid. I don't really want him to hear the F word. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Just can't you just wait four years and let your kid watch it when he's 18? I mean, or can't you, you know, uh, just tell him don't repeat these words? I don't know. I don't yeah. like that because I do think like it, it removes the issue of context. Like there's no lesson learned from somebody watching one of these things. Like it just feels like they're choosing willful ignorance. Right. Um, I don't like that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out and if it is sort of going to be like a director's versus a studio thing and yeah, why they don't take the same stance against broadcast versions. But again, my initial interest is just, I would love to know the numbers of the people that are actually like how many downloads do they anticipate of this that makes it a viable financial option like is there really this large audience but also like how do you even know if that's why they're buying it like if if you're Mm -hmm. selling it with the original 
content. Like you're not selling it by itself. Like here's the clean no, version. They'll never know. Yeah. How would you ever know? And I'm and and maybe it is just a an audience broadening trick or something. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Who who is clamoring for? Well, I, I'd like to watch Step Brothers, but I don't want any of the offensive stuff in it. <laughs> then you don't want to watch Step Brothers. Yeah, like, you don't want to watch Step Brothers yeah, at don't. all. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say though, to 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 go back to being a devil's advocate, if it wasn't for cleaned up versions of movies, I would have had to wait a really long time to see stuff like The Thing, which yeah. I definitely you know saw first time on TV with everything cleaned out, and all it made me want to do was watch the original. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was like watching a really long trailer <laughs> that was really entertaining <laughs> because I knew how much stuff clearly so much stuff was getting yeah cut out and like a lot of movies like that so like yeah if I was a you know ten year old kid who all I wanted to do was watch the real scary movies out there but yeah yeah again I I don't I don't understand I'd love to hear Sony's side of this I hope they put out something that kind of explains why why this is such a viable thing because it just seems really a bizarre thing to do well i have some insight to that maybe which will lead us to the next story but i I do i think maybe as a filmmaker i I can understand um you know if i had directed something specifically the movies on that list which made millions and millions if not billions of of dollars Mm -hmm. for the studio in that version right that they originally created so it does in some ways feels like you know you're sort of um, taking advantage of something that really benefited you um, so I, I can see the kind of unease there that that maybe the filmmaker would have as far as just like a relationship with the studio and it's kind of like look I did the, I did you this great thing and this is how I'm rewarded right like no put out my version clearly people liked it um you know i don't know that gets a little more interesting when it's maybe lesser known films or something that's a little bit smaller but anyway true maybe the reason that sony is doing this is because of a service called VidAngel, which i think is the first one um that really provided these clean versions as a service i think frequently they were available at some hotels Mm -hmm. um but anyway, you know, reading about this on Deadline a little bit, just interesting today as well, it sounds like, A, um, they got sued by, I think, Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers um, about this, you know, because I think they were taking versions and then editing them and making money off of them. Right. That somehow, like, I, I think there's this thing called the Family Movie Act, which I didn't look into, but I do think that maybe is about the broadcast side. Like, there's certain right. things that, you know, allows these edits that we're talking about. And VidAngel was kind of working around that act. But now it sounds like because they're going to get killed in court, they are moving everything they do to the cloud and have some sort of service that's coming out Mm -hmm. that will allow you to access a clean version of a movie that's available on Netflix or Amazon, like any these subscription services that you already have an account for. Right. And that's really fascinating. Like how the hell do you do that? Like to me, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm asking, is this just going to be a list of movies that are actually available, or is there some sort of algorithm that they have that is going to like just randomly, you know, some computer is saying, oh, you know, there's certain words that get flagged, or, or how that works. Like, what does that possibly look like? Um, so I'm kind of curious on the technology side of this story Me as too. far as that's concerned. But um, I also just kind of wish they would go away. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's a good point. I mean, maybe yeah. that is maybe that is Sony's aim, and that would be great. And honestly, I, I, but I wouldn't know why they would uh, not just come right out with that in a way. Yeah. Just, just say it like, no, we want to put something like that out of business. So you buy our stuff, you get a clean version that we created, and... You know, and then we put something like that out of business. Because yeah, I don't understand how VidAngel exists as a business. I like don't I don't see how any of that is legal. And yeah, I honestly don't understand. Are they changing the stream? You pay seven ninety nine, but it works with Amazon and Netflix streams. Like I have no idea how they're I know accomplishing that. And again, and and I would say again, who are the Nimrods who <laughs> who use this service? Are you a Nimrod who uses this service? Please write to us. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. But really, uh, I mean... Nimrod in the subject line, yeah. please. Like, again, let's go back to the Step stepbrothers <laughs> example. Yeah. How are you going to clean that movie up? Like, what movie are you going to, like, clean just enough? Like, oh, that's much cleaner for me now. Like, just watch movies that are clean. There's decades of movies that are clean enough for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Night Tide, for example. Night Tide is <laughs> what you should be constantly watching. Well, it sounds like maybe there's an experiment to be had. And uh, I don't know. I'll look into it maybe because I think the streaming option has literally just been announced. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's available yet, if I read that article correctly. Um, so I don't know. I might look into that and maybe sit down one night and just watch a version of these just to see what yeah. the crap it looks like and and how well it's filtering out and what you're left with really like if it's removing a story that's a big big problem if it's removing yeah. if it's replacing curse words with something else that's different you know or i watched it, yeah, is it the not, sopranos on a and e like you know they sure. definitely they used cockroaches instead of you know a lot of other alternatives um and uh it was still good you know the story was still intact but um, right yeah well, yeah, you know, that's that was the other thing I was thinking was, you know, if if Sony was going to do this, if if all the studios were going to do this, you know, a, a lot of times I understand anyway that they will sometimes do like clean takes and stuff for a clean version of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, throw a little more in the budget and let them just do some weird stuff for the for the clean version, you know? Yeah. Like you, we, um, it's still your movie, but you make the clean version and, you know, everyone gets kind of a new entertainment out of it. I don't know. Yeah, on Eastbound and Down, I remember the first season, the script supervisor was kind of in charge of making sure that we got a few clean takes. <laughs> and, you know, there was a list of words, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that, like, would would not pass the muster. And um, it just quickly got abandoned. It was just like, there's just no way that this is going to work. Yeah, not on that show, and, and that, Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I think maybe it's it's the opposite. You know, it's... Uh, or maybe that is exactly what happens is like you know if they're the filmmakers are being pressured to do that they probably go the opposite direction sometimes um and and make it dirtier
there was a quite a, a big story today, which I think this is one of the first times that I'm aware of where a, a individual was targeted and as, uh, you know, mentioned name exposed and everything, um, as having been arrested for releasing a pirated movie on a major platform. And this is 21 year old guy who put Deadpool out on Facebook while it was still in theaters. Yeah. And apparently it got 5 million views, um, more than 5 million, uh, within eight days, um, of its release date. Do you think Facebook has any sort of liability in that or responsibility? Um, I mean, if it was up long enough, I mean, think about this, like putting something on Facebook. I can't, I can't think of a single thing I could possibly post that would get 5 million like, yeah. in my wallet. You know, I, I don't even see how that spider web would work. Even if like, yeah, I put Deadpool up. Like, I don't know if this guy somehow is connected to something larger on Facebook that, that would generate the, that number of views. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Do they have any sort of responsibility? And I don't know. Maybe they did flag this and pull it down. Yeah. But obviously not quickly enough to prevent 5 million people from watching it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I mean, that is tough. I mean, you know, certainly if... I don't know if they had a hand in in spreading the word, then they definitely would be you know, culpable for that. But I feel like, right. um, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems kind of hard to say, you know, the, the maker of the software that made it possible, uh, is really liable. Yeah. Certainly not more than the individual who did it. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, they have, I mean, Facebook is huge. I, I don't know how, what their policing resources are, but like, yeah. Um, well, and there's a difference between free speech and copyright sure. infringement, obviously. Sure. You know, this is not like Reddit where someone is just, you know, posting hate speech or something. Um, that's where I think it gets a little tricky. Right. You know, and again, we've talked about YouTube being <laughs> a uh, major, major question mark in that whole arena. Um, For sure. But I don't know. They, I, You know, and I was a little surprised, like this article was on Deadline, I kind of expected them to at least mention this idea you know whether Facebook owes any sort of responsibility on this and they didn't so yeah. I don't know I guess Zuckerberg he's he's safe for one more night probably I don't there's no way that guy would generate any sort of like ad revenue off of 5 million views on Facebook that I know of not right? that I know of yeah yeah like if it was on YouTube yeah maybe um, yeah kind of what's in it for him yeah exactly except for jail jail it sounds jail. like yeah. <laughs> uh, i wanted to just mention two little movies real quickly and then we'll talk about this new york times article that you found um one just sounds kind of interesting to me it's just the news that um uh, A24, which is a company we talked about before, um, they picked up this movie called Dog Years. And it's directed by Adam Rifkin. He's done a bunch of different little things. And it was a writer on, like, I think Small Soldiers and Mouse Hunt and some big studio movies. Uh, but he made a movie that stars Burt Reynolds. It's got Chevy Chase in it as well, Eller Coltrane from Boyhood. And, um, it's a, you know, supposedly it's about um, 
Reynolds playing an aging actor um, who travels to a, a film festival to pick up a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. And um, I don't know, just something about that sounds kind of interesting to me. Like, why haven't I seen something like that before? It feels like a, a story that should have been tapped by this point. Yeah. And that's an interesting person to cast in that role. It says that he was only interested in, in making the movie if Burt would do it. We have some friends that made a movie with Burt Reynolds, so maybe once this movie comes out, we'll get them on to, yeah. <laughs> to talk about their experiences with Burt. But, um, I would love to know. We'll keep an eye on that. It sounded kind of interesting to me. Agreed. And then uh, the other movie is this movie called Brigsby Bear, which yeah. there's a trailer floating around, which is a really interesting-looking little flick here. I'll post a link to it uh, when we drop this episode. Uh, but this is a movie, A, produced by um, the guys on the Lonely Island, and B, it stars Kyle Mooney um, from, I guess he's on the current cast of SNL. I haven't really watched, so my own fault there. But you also got Claire Danes. Uh, it looks like Mark Hamill has a pretty juicy, sizable role here. Yeah. And uh, Greg Kinnear and, and a couple other people, Matt Walsh as well. But it's about a guy who apparently... Um, grew up being exposed only to one TV show that was specifically produced for him. And I think he lived in a bunker, and so now he's like going out into the real world. And uh, it just looks really inventive, and that's a pretty interesting little concept. Mm-hmm. Um, the show that that he was exposed to definitely has like a Teddy Ruxpin kind of vibe to it as far as yeah. the title bear. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's one that'll be on my radar. Yeah, I like Kyle Mooney a lot. Uh, some guy okay, cool. kind of doing I his own weird stuff. Him. And it looks like uh, both Sundance and the Cannes Film Festival played this thing. So it must be doing something right. Nice. Nice, nice. So Craig, yes. you pointed my attention to an article... At the New York Times, I think um, Manola Dargis and A.O. Scott are heavily involved in this thing, but this is uh, a list, like many internet lists, but you know has a little more weight behind it because it's the New York Times, and we've got the top 25 films of the 21st century so far. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff I've never seen or possibly never heard of in some cases. Uh, which I think is maybe to be expected of the New York Times. Sure. Anything that jumped out to you on this list? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the list itself, I mean, lists obviously are just created, just, I mean, this is the most random list, right? It's 2017, totally, yeah. and they're going to talk about the, the best 25 movies that have been made in the first 17 years of the, I mean, what? what? <laughs> slow day, at, slow day at the Times. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, most of us are suckers for lists, so... So, so we dive into yeah. it. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I was surprised to see some movies, and they're movies that I really like, like Spirited Away uh, mm-hmm. is on here, which I thought was awesome. Um, I was really surprised to see Million Dollar Baby. I mean, I, I like that movie. Number three. Number three, uh, right? Yeah, like the that, third I, best yeah. movie in the last 17 years. I'm like, really? Biggest surprise for me by far was was the placement of that one. Yeah. Um, uh, and what was the other one? Um just I'm going down here. I'm gonna tell you, I love the the bill the the way they built this particular page, but I wish fantastic. I could just see the yeah. 25 movies. You know, it was one through 25. Yeah. Um, Inside Lewin Davis, which I think is also great. Mm-hmm. Hurt Locker is like all right, I guess. 
I, I, I was a fan of Hurt Locker. I, I don't know that I would place it as highly as, as they did. But, well, I guess uh, that's yeah, the like, thing. I, like, I, I like yeah. it, but still, it's kind of like top 25 of the last 70. Right. How many movies get made in 17 years? Munich, which I was like, wow, all right. Um, which, I, I mean, it, again, it's a good movie. I, 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 don't, I don't really dispute it, but I'm kind of like, wow, I just haven't mm-hmm. heard people talk about Munich in a long time. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't even think of it as happening in the past 25 years, yeah. honestly. Like, I thought it was before that, but maybe that's why this list exists. Uh, my other big surprise, actually, was that Inside Out was uh, number seven. Sure. And I, I really like that movie. I mean, it's a really strong Pixar movie that I feel like I overlooked in, in some ways. Like, I, I don't think it's one that a lot of kids necessarily return to, unless I'm crazy. Right. But... Um, I don't know that it would be that high on my list. I certainly would have Wally well above that. Uh, sure. Personally, that's just me. Uh, I'm a big Wally fan, but uh, I, I think it was nice to see Pixar represented on here. I mean, I think you have to. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about the past 25 years, anyway. Interesting list, as always, worthy of debate. Uh, we'll share it. I would love to hear someone. Uh, make a strong case for Million Dollar Baby as the number three spot there. I think that's maybe the most controversial yeah. thing about this list, perhaps. Well, well and, and well, I would even say, too, for the number 25, 40, 40 year old virgin, uh, again, not, not that it doesn't belong on this list, but like I get to that and I'm kind of like, really? Like, that's the top 25. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't have anything to put in its place, except for maybe the I witch. Know. You know, maybe the witch. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I, I think I could put things in its place. I think, you know, maybe 40-year-old virgin gets a pass because that did sort of, like, kickstart that wave sure. of um, those Judd movies and, and the stuff that he produced. I mean, I, I kind of prefer Superbad even, you know, to right. that movie. But that said, you know, in the context of it, yeah, maybe there's more to appreciate there. Anyway... You can have fun with it, debating it. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back uh, also with our own list of our 25 best podcasts that we've done. Yeah. Uh, just since, uh, like, February. That's that's good. That's good. So we're, we're going to get real specific. I've almost gotten mine, yeah, <laughs> done. So I'm ready. I don't think we've done 25, so it'll be pretty easy. It'll be short. Yeah, yeah. Well, top 25 sentences that we've spoken in the podcast. How about that? <laughs> That's great. There we That's go. Perfect. Yep. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to we're gonna watch next time. And the next full movie we do is going to be, and uh, I'm the guilty party on this one. Uh, I was looking at Amazon and found a movie from the 80s that looked like uh, the perfect teen 80s movie. And I had never heard of it. It was called Dangerous Curves. It's from 1988. stars Tate Donovan and Grant Heslov. Um it was on Amazon Prime. It's not anymore. You can rent it from Amazon, but I found it, Craig, mm-hmm. uh, on Vudu for free. They are doing some movies with ads mm-hmm. uh, for free, and you know, I don't even think you have to sign in. I could be wrong about that. Sure. Looked great. So go check that out there if you want to. Uh, otherwise, you can rent it somewhere and um, yeah, have some fun uh, going back in time a little bit. Right on. Uh, yeah, and, and in the meantime... Uh, if you want to, uh, you can go maybe find us on on your iTunes. Subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Give us a review. Uh, let your friends know. Uh, of course, we're online at uh, NeverHeardPodcast.com. We're on Twitter, at NeverPodcast. Uh, drop us a line. Instagram, we're there too. 
We're not yep. hiding. We're not hiding from you. Mm-mm. Nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. <laughs>